I mean, I always was just really aggressive. So, but that comes from playing with boys, like playing baseball with boys. Like my mom would always say, there was one time I got hit in baseball and she's like, don't you cry. She's like, don't cry. She's like, you're the only girl. Don't cry. So, I mean, it's just... Good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. What advice do you have for just parents in general in terms of getting their kids into athletics? Not specifically football, but just athletics. I know you spoke a little bit about it earlier. The great thing about teaching at school, a lot of the kids that I coach is that, I mean, I think of one girl in second grade. She told me, she was like, I will never play soccer. I never want to play soccer ever. Like, I'm a tennis girl. And I was like, <laughs> okay. You know, but now she's like, she's in eighth grade. And she's like my starting left midfielder. And she just like, can't get enough of it. She's like, yeah. I went to like AC Milan camp over the summer. Oh, wow. And I'm like... Okay. Yeah. Like, like this is like, that's, that's what, and that's what, and that's what you want. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Fanatic Island. This is your home for sports and sports entertainment. And we have another sidebar sit down for you with the one and only. Don't blush. (laughs) (laughs) So Anissa is a lifelong soccer enthusiast, player, and a coach. She currently coaches at Life for Key and Renegade FC, who are the reigning under 15 champs. She was the first um, Bahamian woman ref for the B-Soccer pre-World Cup. The bio is longer, but for reasons that's going to stay between the four of us. She's So you'll hear more about her um, as we go through the soundbar. So welcome on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Anything you want to tell the people, anyone you want to shout out? Anyone you want to no, hail? Just, just here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll get us started. Um, being a lifelong soccer enthusiast, how did you get your start? Well, um, as I was telling you, I mean, I played baseball growing up. Um, that was my main sport. Um, and I got into eighth grade at St. Andrews, and one of the girls was like, we need more soccer players. And I was like, this is not like, uh, this requires more running and she's like, no, 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 we'll just put you in the back. We'll put you in center back. And every time the ball comes, you just blast it. Like, so that's how, that's how I got into it. And then um, back in the day, they used to have center of excellence where they would take the top five players from the BFA would take the top five players and they would put them in the national development program. And for some reason I got put in that by, um, by Baja juniors at the time. And um, that's where I met coach Van Dyke Bethel. Um, who was at Kingsway for a while. Um, and he really, that's how I got into it. I made the U15 national team and then U17 national team and then ended up going and playing D2 college um, soccer and softball. So still kept my love for baseball, softball, but still uh, soccer gave me a little more opportunity. That's interesting. So if, if I may, what was the position that you played in baseball? And did that kind of help transition you into playing center back in soccer? So in baseball, I played first base, but in softball, I was a shortstop and a catcher. Um, so then when I went to college, I played catcher. So um, it's right in the middle of all the action all the time. And center back is kind of similar. So you're watching, you know, you have one of the best views of the field other than the goalkeeper. So I would say it helped me. It definitely made me more aggressive. Um, you know, as like a catcher, you can't get run over. Right. So, but I mean, I always was just really aggressive. So, but that comes from playing with boys, like playing baseball with boys. Like my mom would always say, there was one time I got hit in baseball and she's like, don't you cry. 
She's like, don't cry. She's go. like, you're the only girl. Don't cry. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. <laughs> so, I know it's like a close-knit soccer community here in the Bahamas. So, mm-hmm. I guess, given your interest in start, how did you transition into growing love for the culture of soccer or football? Well, I mean... I think that I had a really great coach. So, I mean, U15 and U17 Van Dyke, like I was talking about, I mean, he was just phenomenal. Um, we, he had very, very high expectations and we trained five days a week and we played games on Sundays. So Monday to Friday, we trained, like I was doing BGCSEs, everything. And I was still training five days a week. So it taught me, you know, management, like even up till this day, I can still manage my time effectively because of him. But I mean, I wouldn't say the love stayed like there were things that happened. I went away to college and I came back home and there wasn't women's soccer. So I stepped away. I went back to my first love of softball, played night league. Um, and then when I started working at Lightford Key, they were like, we have a football team. Would you like to come and coach? And I was like, I'm playing, but I'll, but I'll coach. And so I started with U7s mm-hmm. and I worked up to U19 and then now I'm with U15 girls. So that's kind of how it's, it started. I fell in love with it again through coaching for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with, with falling back in love with it, with coaching, uh, was there anything that you can take from your experiences here versus what you had when you went off to school that really pushed forward? Because it sounds like a lot of what you would have um, taken from the love of the game came from your experience in yeah. under 15 and under 20. Mm-hmm. So what did you take from the United States when you came back home and implemented? I think it's just the seriousness of it. I mean, sometimes we come out and we play a women's league game and, you know, like it's not serious. And we see it sometimes. I see it even with the girls I coach, you know, telling them that, I'm not here to be your friend. I will laugh with you on the sideline, but when it's time to work, it's time to work. Like there's no, and Van Dyke taught me that too, because like Van Dyke made me get a yellow card when when I was playing for St. Andrews and like he was my coach, but he made sure like I learned the lesson. Um, But I think it's just holding the girls to a high standard here. Sometimes, I mean, with all sports, um, sometimes, you know, we just do the bare minimum. Um, you know, and we just, if we're successful, then okay. But, um, for me, it's developing the whole athlete. It's not just how many goals my girls score or, you know, how many minutes they played. Um, because at the end of the day, like not many, I think of the girls I went to high school with, maybe two of us played football in college. Like it teaches you the lessons that you need for life, but not everybody's going to go and be a big college athlete. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that as well, because I guess I want to know the difference between playing on the club level here and high school level, because I feel like football for us aware is like we know the game, but mm-hmm. we are not like we don't want to be to a point where we're like highly skilled or anything. We just yeah. feel like, oh, we can kick it. We can be good. Yeah. And all that stuff. So I just want to know. The difference. It's it's work. I mean, I think for me, coaching and life or key have really been blessed. Our kids play a lot of football, so they. We have a football program Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The kids are playing football every lunchtime. They're playing football like they live, breathe. Just everything football a lot because because we have a lot of international, you know, we have a lot of Spanish, you know, which they that is 
football is everything yeah. for them. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's creating a mentality. I think, um, you know, we talk about like 12 year olds, it's people say, Oh, my 12 year old is a soccer athlete. It's like, no, your 12 year old is a kid yeah, who plays soccer. <laughs> like that's, that's the secondary thing. So, I mean, I think we need to develop overall like good people first. Yeah. And then if they have, we can develop those things through sports, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, we need to get away from this. Everything's just for fun mm. and move into a little more competitive for mm. sure. I mean, I'm very competitive, so I can't, like, if I go to step back on the field, it's going to be like, I stepped back on the field again to play this year yeah. um, for the Bahamas games and um, in the BFA league. And it was like, okay, I'll go and play, but I can't just not go to practice. Like I'm still in that mentality of like, no, I'm not just going to show up on game day and kick it around. Like yeah. I, I can't break that. Yeah. <laughs> so, which we need to get out of, I think for sure. Yeah. And do you think like there's something that we might be able to do culturally? Cause to that point um, for other sporting events that happen in us, so I think what we as Bahamians run into because Bahamians just do a lot. Like they yeah, do mm -hmm. pretty much everything under the sun yeah. on top of like their regular day. So how do we get that seriousness implemented at, again, at the younger age so that they know like if you're playing in a light league or if you're going to represent yeah. the country on a team, like the importance of your practices. Because you mentioned Monday through Friday and games yeah. on Sunday, but um, the kids <laughs> but, now are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mean, yeah. obviously there's some balance. but I think too is... I think back to like when we were in school, right? Like I did every BISS sport I did. Like I was always doing something like kids. Now they want to specialize at like 10 years old. They want to say, I'm only playing football. That's it. I'm not doing anything else. And then you look at the, then they get injured earlier because mm -hmm. they're not differentiating their training. Right. So like, I think for me, I mean, I was able to play every sport and still go and play football relatively well practicing, you know, I still did softball, still did basketball. Um, you know, wasn't the best at basketball, but I mean, you know, <laughs> <No> volleyball. <laughs> and volleyball, I swam through javelin, you know, so wow. there was still room for a whole bunch of stuff. It's just, you know, dedication, I would say. Yeah. And I feel like in the Bahamas, we have a whole lot of naturally gifted when it comes to athletics, a lot mm -hmm. of just naturally gifted people. So I'm like, how do we, I guess, <laughs> add skill to that in a way? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I guess it's just practicing a little bit more yeah. and then giving people opportunity. Like, we need to create the culture where, like, if you and I like soccer, let's go play a game of pickup. And we don't have, like, if you drive around, we don't have many people playing pickup yeah. games of, yeah. like, yeah. soccer. Like, I know out by Life for Key, we have every Friday they play, but, like, that's what we need more of. We need more. And then people can fall in love with it. And then, you know, we go from there. Yeah. I'm just going to bring this because he mentioned volleyball. I think the same thing happens with, I guess, sports that are more, this is like team oriented, yeah. oriented versus like basketball where you can always just find one or two people. You can run to a side. Yeah. yeah you can play by yourself. Exactly. But like with the, the team dominated sports, I, I think it's a bit harder to get done. So maybe finding spaces where it can be hosted. The thing that they do on the Fridays is excellent. But what do you think you would recommend for some of the leagues that are going out just to get more people involved? Well, I think now parents are more informed, right? So they do their research about um, 
about things, you know, about activities they want to put their kids in because they have to drive them up and down. So if I know, for example, Anissa's soccer team is very serious, I can drive my kid up and down two days a week. But if they see that your league isn't serious, then they're like, "Mm, I'd rather put my child in tennis where I know they're going to have practice four days a week. And like, I can guarantee the coach is going to be there all the time. So I think it's like, we have to build that back, you know, of like, this is serious. We can't just like come out and not train for three months and then go play a, a big game and expect to win, you know? So. So I guess I have a question about life. He, yeah. like, how is the environment different? Does it remind you of when you played and how your coach was so strict on you? And how I am not, I am not the well. same. I am not <laughs> the same as the coach I had. I mean, I am, I think coaching girls sometimes is a whole different beast than coaching boys. I mean, I obviously grew up in the Peter Wilson era of St. Andrews, which was, you got yelled at and like, I mean, a legend, but like you got, and for me, I thrive on that. So even now I know I'm the type of person where if I'm training for something, I want someone to get in my face and that's going to motivate me. But I can't do that to the girls that I coach. Like, it's more of like, I expect the level to be up here. Um, You know, I, I had a beach soccer coach who always told me, he goes, my goal is to equip you when you go in the game. Mm -hmm. I have to create smart players. So by the time the game comes, I should have already equipped you to do what you need to do. So me standing and hollering on the sideline is not helping at the moment because I'm not creating a smart player. I'm creating someone who's listening for me all the time to correct them. So I'll tell, you know, I'll be like, hey, remember, you need to move over here. That's about the extent of it. And then when we come back in the huddle, it's, you know, what did you do well? What's working? What's not working? What are you struggling with? You know, kind of a positive for each of them. And then something that we need to work on as a whole team. That's kind of my mentality that I go with. Yeah, for sure. So you've had a lot of coaches in your lifetime. So what are some of the, I guess, coaching traits that they've displayed to you that you've tried to develop into your own style of coaching um like you said coaching women is different coaching girls is different from coaching boys what did you take from them to mold the kind of coach that you are today yeah i mean i think from van dyke i took the importance of being on time like being on time and being dedicated like there were there were no room for excuses i mean i was talking to one of the girls i played with the other day and she was like do you remember that one time like we came to practice on time every day. And then like we had volleyball championships and we came like 10 minutes late and Van Dyke made us run the whole practice. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, oh, wow. and now I coach with Van Dyke. So like he coaches with Renegades as well. And it's like full circle. Um, but, and then w- with beach soccer, when I played on the national team, I was lucky enough to have a Brazilian coach. And for me, it was the very much like we can be friends and we're good. We can have a great laugh off the pitch, but on the field, you got to work. Like, I don't care how you get it done. It needs, it, it needs to be done. Um, and I think that that whole of equipping, equipping the players with the tools they have in order to execute, because at the end of the day, we don't want to be holding their hand while they're walking. Um, and then my referee coach, I mean, um, he was just hard work. That's, that's him. It's no excuses, hard work. Like that's, that's hard work, no excuses. So for sure. 
All right. So since you brought up the refereeing, um, how is it? Let's just take the full spectrum from the player to the coach to now the referee yeah. side. What are some of the things that you appreciate most from each? So um, I took a I took a 10 year break, really, from football, playing football here. And so I got back into coaching, like I told you. It was one Sunday afternoon. Someone was like, you should come play beach soccer. I was like, beach soccer? Like, what? <laughs> like, run on the beach? Like, no. So I remember, like, clear as day, like, running, run down, run back. And I was like, dog, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> like this is, this is yeah, too no, much. But no. then the Brazilian coach, he was like, we need to get you to play. We need to get you to play. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm doing my master's right now. Like, this is, which is where Van Dyke's learning comes back in. Like I was able to do my master's teach full time and practice every night. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I fell in love with the game. I had, we had, I had two great coaches. Um, and then I stopped playing the pandemic came and they kind of shut it down for a little bit. And, um, the referee, I was like, you should get into refereeing. I was like, no, I was like, no, I don't want to, I, I, I have no desire to do that. That's not something I've never had any desire to do. And, um, he was like, well, why don't you just come help me kick the ball around while the referees train? And I was like, okay. And then that's how, that's how I got into it. I mean, and it's, it's challenged me a lot. I think when you reach a high level in football, it's like, okay, I've made it, but the refereeing really challenges me more. And I, I really, really enjoy it for sure. So I think from a player's perspective, of course you like scoring goals, but I, I loved the coach that I worked with. I mean, that was the highlight. Um, and I loved the camaraderie between the girls. Um, I got my coaching license for beach soccer. Um, I just, I like cross training. So I like being able to have the ability now to take the girls on the sand if I want to, um, and refereeing. I just, I like that it challenges me. That would, that would be it for sure. I like to be challenged. So, so what is the challenging part of refereeing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it the eyes everywhere? Cause now you're not just focused on one side or is it just, well, movement? I think it's, you know, you have to always be anticipating, right? You always have to be anticipating what's coming next and you have to be able to make a call within a quick second. So you really have to know the laws of the game. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, and it's running in sand. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's, a, it's great because I mean, there are so many aspects of beach soccer. It's a very fast paced game. So it's very, it's very exciting to referee as well. Lots of different rules compared to grass soccer. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. That's good. So you feel like you're going to continue to keep up the pace with all three until. Um, well, I don't really play much anymore. Okay. Um, I won my medal for the Bahamas games and that's, uh, go to Providence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I, I think I've moved away from it. I really like, I really like coaching the girls. Um, that's really my focus. And then also the refereeing. I like, I like both. Um, okay. three is a bit much. Um, two is a good number. Two is yeah. a good number. <laughs> um, you know, I'll kick a ball around every now and then, but, yeah. um, yeah, really the coaching and the refereeing for sure. Okay, so speaking on both, I want to speak with the coaching first. Okay. Do you have, like, any star pupils who, like, make you work just that much harder to make them better as well? Oh, man, all my girls, for sure. I mean, I've been – the great thing about teaching at school, a lot of the kids that I coach is that 
I mean, I think of one girl in second grade. She told me, she was like, I will never play soccer. I never want to play soccer ever. Like I'm a tennis girl. And I was like, (laughs) okay, you know, but now she's like, she's in eighth grade and she's like my starting left midfielder. And she just like, can't get enough of it. She's like, I went to like AC Milan camp over the summer and I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Like, like this is like, that's, that's what, and that's what, and that's what you want. Like, I don't, and I'm, I'm not a tough coach. So like, if they say, you know, Oh, I have tennis this day, I can't come. I'm like, okay, because we need to create well-rounded kids. You know, it's not, you know, they need to have so many different disciplines because maybe they'll go big in tennis and, you know, and they're just doing soccer for fun. You, you don't, you don't know, but I like to give them the options. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I want to know your, most enjoyable points about refereeing as well. Yeah. That's um, point I, hmm. I think it's, it's team. Like I'm a very team oriented person. So, I mean, it's just the camaraderie. It's almost like a family of, of people when you, when you referee, um, and then to do it, you know, at a, like I referee for the kids at school so that, you know, that's fun, but then for them to see you at, on a big stage and them to be like, so proud of you, like that's, you know, that's the highlight, I think, for sure. Yeah. So with your refereeing experience, um, how has it been? It's just just take us through refereeing for the beach soccer championships. Yeah. Like, how is that? Because I feel like that would be a surreal experience for you, especially the love that you obviously do have for the game. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, I worked hard to prepare for it. Um. And it, it was, I mean, just, uh, I was the only woman, um, which I didn't feel like I was like, it was, like I said, it's just so it's such a big family. I mean, but it was surreal. Like I, I, I think I was telling Simba in the newspaper, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like I got back to school and I couldn't understand the gravity of what I had done. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the highlight was just having the opportunity and to, I never got the opportunity to play at a national level at home in front of the home crowd. So to be able to do, to referee at home was, was, that was the highlight, I think for sure. I think that goes back to the basic thing you were saying, just being consistent, being showing up one time mm-hmm. and just being available. So yeah. that kind of created all the opportunities for you. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I never wanted to be, I never wanted to be in that position, but I mean, I got into it, did some international friendlies here and, um, then they called me to do it. So it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Speaking of international (laughs) football, do you have like, do you pay attention to like other countries and what they're doing? I play, I play a lot of attention to beach soccer. That's my main I think when you get to like, you go to tournaments and like we played in some tournaments, I played in a tournament when I was on the national team and then refereeing as well, you get to know the people in the community. So, I mean, I would pay more attention to beach soccer um, (laughs) on the international level. Like they have a tournament in Spain going on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I coach so much soccer. I don't really have much time to watch. soccer. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but um, I encourage the kids to watch it because I know back when we were growing up, we didn't have as much access to games as, you know, kids have now. So me as a coach, I really have to do my research when I'm putting together a practice plan because kids now their football IQ is higher. So, and they will tell you if they, if what they think you're doing is not what 
they believe is right. You know, (laughs) if it's out exactly. And I like, that's my thing is we, as coaches, we have to keep increasing our football IQ because the kids nowadays are smarter. They're at home trying to be like messy. Like they, in their backyard, kicking the ball up against the wall, trying to do the turns like in there, you know? So yeah, I think definitely like beach soccer is where what I watch, but I still tap into the grass cause I coach it. So yeah. I definitely keep on top of that as well. I don't want anyone telling me that I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Smart, uh, yeah. So this is going to be a two part question Okay. Um, with just for those who may not know, or may not be familiar. Can you just give us just a quick overview of the difference between beach soccer and grass soccer or beach football and grass okay. football? Um, yeah. So beach soccer, um, is played on a smaller field. Obviously it's played in sand. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the biggest difference I would say is that there's the time. So you play three periods of 12 minutes. Um, if it's tied at the end of that, you go into three minutes of extra time. And if it's tied after that, then you go into penalties. Um, but the thing with beach soccer is it's a lot more like time oriented. So the goalkeeper only has, four seconds with the ball. Um, a throw in can only take four seconds. A free kick can only take four seconds, but every free kick is a direct kick. So it can go straight to goal. Um, a player, like let's say he's the goalie and I'm on the same team as him. I can kick the ball back to him and he can pick it up with his hands, which you can't do in grass, but you're only allowed to do that once. No game. No. So once every possession, so let's say I pass it back to you. The referee keeps track. Okay, that's one time. So if I double back pass it to you again, it's a free kick for the other team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then the bicycle kick is very popular in beach soccer, um, but it's also protected because it's like keeps the spectacle of the game. So if you go up to do it and I make contact with you, that's a foul and you get a free kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice no shin guards, no shoes. Um, so that would be, that's the biggest thing with, with beach you, soccer. the sand and some legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then too, so with that being said, especially since it's in a more confined area, it's the fact that every free kick is a kick on goal. That's, yeah. that's a, it's wow. wild. Granted, I've seen the games and I understand the pacing of it yeah. now that you've like broken down the, sex, the seconds. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense the way, why they play the way they play. It's amazing. And it's a lot more in the air, if you notice. So that's a lot of. One of the things that beach soccer really helped me with was my touch on the ball in the air, like the in-air control. Because if you notice there, starting from the goalkeeper, playing in the air here, playing in the air there, bicycle kicking the goal. Like it's it's so fast, so fast. And you have to be really fit. Most definitely. Uh, so what do you think is the biggest skill? So if someone was to were to start on grass and are thinking to transition into beach, what do you think would be the main thing for them to focus on? Skill wise. Well, the biggest thing I know, the biggest thing I had to learn was getting the ball up off of the sand, because if you try to dribble on the sand, like you dribble on grass, you will be done within, (laughs) within a few minutes. And especially here, our sand, like the pitch has to be a certain depth. So I remember we played in San Diego and the sand was hard, like dirt. And so we could dribble all over the place because we were fit. But I think that's the they have benefits. Like I know for me, I trained on beach and then the first soccer game I played on grass, I was like, I could run this fast. Like, <laughs> like I didn't know that, you know, so cross training is definitely a benefit, but I think it's, 
you know, getting that, they call it a flick, flicking the ball up in the air. That's the biggest skill to learn because that's going to help you with everything. Learn to flick, ladies and gentlemen. Learn to flick. Learn your bicycle kicks, your scorpion kicks, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> bicycle scissors kick, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have in recent memory, um, and even if it goes from the coaching side and the referee side, a favorite game that you've been a part of? Oh, okay. Let me think. My favorite game, I think, would be when Lyford Key Girls won the national championship. I think that would be that would be the biggest. Um, that would be the highlight for me. Um, that was, I think, before the pandemic. Um, I mean, I've had highlights with different eight girls groups, um, but I mean, I think with them, it was, we were very new to BISS and our boys and girls won that year and to be able to coach and like, it, that was a highlight for sure. I would say. Just definitely just start off and set that standard. Just exactly. that. <laughs> you know? We're here guys. We're here. Yeah, we made yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess throughout that season, were there any like ups and downs that you appreciate more looking back on it now yeah i think when you when you have a i mean obviously playing with st andrews growing up i knew how bis worked i knew what teams we had to look out for um so it was very interesting coaching against van dyke yeah. and coaching against like peter wilson so you look back on it and it's just like this is the moment I'm in, you know, but I think the girls worked very hard. Um, we had some games where we went down unexpected, but they came back and they worked hard. Um, this, the game to go into the playoff was very close. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I just, I was happy we won. I mean, they played really well. We had some junior age girls who were like in seventh grade who were playing senior level. So, you know. That's yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was just an overall great experience for sure. Thanks. All right. And then one more question with the refereeing. Uh -huh. Is there a, f I don't even think you could have a favorite call, but is there any call <laughs> that really sticks out in your mind yeah, that you would have made? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I think you just kind of learn to let it go. Like I, you just let it go. I mean, I just, I referee because I enjoy it. And so that's what I, but I keep in my memory is just enjoyment. I enjoy everything about it. So, yeah. Great. <laughs> I got to have another question. Is there a next level you want to take it that you can see? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always looking for the next level in coaching, um, in refereeing as well. Um, and I'm keeping on the download, but I'm working on the next yeah, level for, for both, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Continue to strive, man. But um, what? Definitely just blanked out just now. <laughs> It'll be okay. We'll edit, we'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, one of the things is that referees don't really talk much about refereeing. That's, it would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm a referee, and like that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like you don't no talk much about it. Like, nah, you know. I'm the ref. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't see like post game interviews with like the referee. The referee's just gone. Like, uh, just yeah. like it was one time during the NFL season. This guy oh. was trying to talk to the ref, and he's like, "Excuse me, sir, I'm speaking to America. I'm speaking to America." Yeah, I was like, "This yeah. is amazing." Uh, oh, found it. So, what I wanted to ask you is, what advice do you have 
for just parents in general in terms of getting their kids into athletics, not specifically football, but just athletics. I know you spoke a little bit about it earlier. Yeah, I think the main thing is, is I'm not going to push everybody to come into soccer. I mean, I, I love, I love soccer. Um, but I also had the opportunity, my like parents give your kids the opportunity to play as many sports as you can. Um, and school is a great place for that to start. Um, I know we have like swimmers, they want to start like specializing when they're like six, but let kids try it out. I mean, and you see, especially girls with football, with soccer, they start specializing early and we're more prone to tear our ACLs. And so you have 13, 14 year old girls who specialize in soccer and by that age, they're already tearing their ACL. So it's just, I would say, put them in a whole slew of sports, Yeah, <laughs> you know, not everybody's going to like the same thing. You know, my, my sister really loved, um, you know, she really loved gymnastics. I would have rather died than go in <laughs> gymnastics. Like that's, that's just the reality of it. So, yeah. but my mom was like, okay, well, we'll drive you to baseball. And she fought like the whole way. She's like, you know, if you want to keep playing, keep playing. If you want to play with the big boys, play with the big boys. And, <laughs> you know, and then, but she really fostered that love for it. And I think that that's, you know, it's about choice for sure. That's good. That's good advice. Ladies and gentlemen, let your kids try things out as much as possible. It may, it may honestly just be that simple because you find a love for it and go from softball to javelin to baseball yeah. to now refereeing and coaching soccer yeah. at, I guess, one of the highest levels in the country right now. Yeah, trying, trying, you know, got to keep pushing for sure. Speaking of coaching, I know you talked about the next level. I hope this isn't prying. Okay. Would you ever <laughs> consider coaching softball or baseball? I have in the past um, and I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, right now I just don't have time for it. Um, I do love softball though. I would, uh, like I was telling you, I played night league right when I came back home. I just couldn't bring myself to keep going home at two o'clock in the morning. Um, but I loved softball. Softball is probably my, is my first love. So yeah, I would, I would love to coach softball. I guess reverse engineering it. Where, where, did, that, where did that love go from like initially? Oh my mom, my mom played softball. Oh, okay. uh, so my That's mom up. played softball. My dad played football. So they soccer. Um, and my mom is like, my mom went to sack. Um, so she was like die hard. Like, so she put us in, so she'd be like carrying on every game. But um, <laughs> I think it was just exposure. Like I grew up with boys who were playing baseball at the time. And I was like, I want to play like, I don't want to just sit and do gymnastics. I want to go play something. Yeah. And I got into baseball, had a phenomenal um, coach. And then I met Coach Jackie. And um, that was even more intense. I mean, but he was just a, he was a great coach too. And I just loved it. And I, I loved it. I was given an equal opportunity as the boys, but not because they wanted to just like, because I worked hard. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, I think that's that's where that came from. So and then they told me, oh, you can't play baseball in the college. You have to play softball. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I've been playing softball in high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, but baseball is probably what set me up to be good at at um, softball in college because of the speed of the ball. Here we were still like on really slow, slow pitch. pitch. They yeah. hadn't yeah. started JBL and softball league yet. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> 
Do I think it all in? Yeah, this is a lot of sports. So you coming from an acrobatic background, was there any pressure for you to perform or was it just your parents exposing you just for the Oh no, exposure? my mom my mom was hardcore. Okay. Like no, my mom was hardcore. No. There's a memory of my mom that I have, twelfth grade. So we were in softball championships and I still laugh about this with her. So I was pitching. I wasn't mm-hmm. catching, I was pitching that game. And so like we were up, we were beating sack as we did all the time. Um, and, um, <laughs> um, and we were up and we had two outs. And so I pitched the ball and the girl bunted and I picked it up and I threw it and the first baseman missed it. Like, cause she, she was a shorter girl. And so like, I get my composure back and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I step up and I see my mom behind the fence. Like her head is here and the catcher's head is like, where my head? And she looks at me, she's like, don't mess this up. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah. And then, like, we, I got the out. The girl bunted again. I threw it, and I just saw her fall to the ground. Like, in the, in, the middle, in the middle of, like, Freedom Farm, just fall to the ground. And I was like, this is, she was invested. Yeah. But she had no idea about soccer at all. So when I started playing, she was like, kick, go, run. And my dad was like, no. And she's like, she's like kick, kick. Girl, go! And I was like, "We need to educate you. Like, we'll we'll, we'll keep going." The positions are here yeah. for a reason. And she played a lot of volleyball as well, so she was the same intensity with with volleyball. Yeah, as well. <laughs> See, the thing what I like about the sports that you like fully deep dive and like they're so highly skilled, like they can almost go into any other sport. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is people don't people don't realize that is like, and I think of me, I I've not had a knee injury, so like you know, which is relatively unheard of for someone who's played this much football. But like, I credit that to, I literally strengthened all of my muscles in every plane of motion possible. (laughs) So that way I never had any issues because I was just into everything all the time, except basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I fouled out of every basketball game I ever played. It's the intensity. I just just couldn't handle the intensity. Just body check someone. They're like, you can't do (laughs) that. To be fair, I I I used to do the same thing. Yeah, I I, I used to do the same thing. (laughs) He's a football player on the court. I could, like, basketball (laughs) is not my strong suit. My defense is not legal. That, but see, that's where I am. And like, I, I remember like the first game I ever played for St. Andrews, like the girl's like dribbling down the court and I like body checked her off the court. And the coach is like, you can't do that. I was like, but I got the ball though. Like what? And what like, are we no, talking about? And he's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> back into you and then they fall. And it's like, oh, uh, it's <laughs> too much, too much drama. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. <laughs> Sorry. So what advice would you give to the kids out there um, that are watching or to those who may be watching with their parents, like just general advice, athletics or life-wise? Because you've, you've been through the entire gamut. Yeah. I mean, um, the first thing I will say is listen to your parents. Um, and that comes for me from a career perspective as well. My mom always told me growing up I was going to be a teacher and I told her she was crazy. And then... I got, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ain't no way I'm going to do that. And then I came back home and I worked um, in a gym for two years. And then I got a job offer teaching and I had to call her. I would like, Hey, you remember how you told me I was going to be a teacher? Like, right. They know. They know. They know. Um, it's scary. I think for me, it's just like, 
dedication. I think sometimes kids of this generation, they try one thing and if they're not good at it on the first go, they're done with it. Um, And get outside. I mean, that's the biggest, everybody wants to be on their phone all the time. Um, But, and try different things like sports, try different sports, you know, sports can teach you so many different things other than, you know, just how to become good at a sport, like, you know, life skills, like teamwork, cooperative, you know, cooperative learning, you know, how to take into account someone else's actions. You know, if you're having a bad day, like I got to cover for you on the field, you know, that type of stuff. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, if you don't go and play in college, it's not the end of the world. Like you could still find intramural soccer at the college level and be happy if you love the game. So, and that's my biggest thing. I want one of the kids I coach to love the game. You know, even if you're not the best at it, like if you have a great attitude and you're a, you're willing to work, I'm going to put you in the game regardless. That's brilliant. That means I might have a shot. <laughs> what you trying to do? Uh, kick the ball. <laughs> kick. <laughs> Run. Run, Prince. Run. So just, put me, just put me right outside the box. This would maybe a defender and just see yeah. what happens. You still can't attack nobody, but. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. A little bit. But, you know, you can't tackle them. I mean, you can't them on the ground but it's funny right because like now like for example when i played earlier this year like i'm playing with girls who are like 16 some of them so like of course you know i'm close to double their age but like i'm yet not yelling at them but i'm like directing them where to go and the girl's like why are you i was like because you ain't moving like (laughs) i'm telling you where to move and you're not moving and so you know it's just i have to have the conversation with my girls where it's like how someone speaks to you on the field doesn't necessarily mean sometimes you just got to get it done. Like I will be your friend off, but like sometimes if you don't move, I'm going to make you move. <laughs> it's a yeah. war zone. Like exactly. And at that age, you know, the emotions just all over the place. <laughs> I know, but I feel like for me, like I've mellowed as I've become a coach um, because I look back at myself when I was like 16 years old on the field. Like I was a scary person. Like I would run you over. Like if you, if so, like if we're on the same team and like he knocked and you know, you know, he knocked you over, like I was coming to take you out the game, <laughs> but now I'm not like that. You I'm need much, teammates like that. For sure. Right. Because now. a coach can't do it, but yeah. you know, the, you know, the go take that person. Bounty game. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, though. Oh, yeah. So, as tradition holds, yes, we have one more final question. Okay, we want to know. It's okay, it's okay. So, I guess for the final question, we want to know what it is you're most fanatical about. Oh, boy, wow, that's a tough one, and it doesn't have to be sports related. Anything, oh. That's a tough question. Um, right now, running. I think running is the thing that I am most fanatical about at the moment. I never, like I said, I'm always looking to challenge myself. So, um, you know, growing up playing baseball, starting off with that, you don't got to run much. Yeah. So, like, I was never really a great runner. Mm-hmm. Soccer, I did it because I was chasing a ball. So now I'm like, 
into running. That's that's the thing I'm most fanatical about at this moment. Are you going to turn to David Goggins? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so no. Oh, do not David Goggins it's yourself. It's way doing some too extreme running. Way. Okay, no, no, no. Let me throw this down. Yeah, bring it to the no, 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 5K? Maybe? I could do a 5K every okay, once in a okay. while, but it's more of like, I like to run very quickly and then get it done with. What about marathon? There's no way. There is never. No, there's no right. way. No. Never really marathon? No. Like those people are crazy. <laughs> like I, I just, I like to run a short Different. distance. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, yeah, so proud of you, but that's something, <laughs> I do, something I do not need to experience. That is a like, top ten answer. Like, like, I'm proud of you. Like I can do like th- three miles. Like that's that's okay. I'll enjoy that, and then you know, lift my weights afterwards. Like, but I will. I will say I will give a plug um, to. Um, you know, with all the training I do, I have a really great trainer, um, JS Fitness Bahamas. I'll give a yeah. shout out. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's something I really enjoy is running, and I enjoy lifting a lot. Same. <laughs> I don't know about the running, but the lifting for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like go on a treadmill every now and then. <laughs> yeah, but that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another sandbar sit down. We thank you all for tuning in. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on any of the audio platforms, please do leave a five-star review. Also leave comments. We're looking for feedback from you all. We're going to do what we do. We're going to continue doing it well, but whatever comments you do, we'll definitely take it into consideration. But we thank you for tuning in. And if there are no further questions or nothing else you'd like to share with us, ladies and gentlemen, Have a good evening. Bye-bye.